What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that in slow motion, yeah. I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, ayy. What you know about rolling down in the deep? This episode should be about an astronaut. Amidst all the chaos, we are here for Thirsty Thursday. Well, partially here. Max will be on in just a moment, having some technical difficulties, guys. But uh, welcome to the Fan Cave. We have the Lambros, Ryan and Roman Romero, Coach Maximo, and special guest in the house today, Mike, Iron Mike, uh, will be joining us here for a little bit. We have some uh, special guests coming in uh, here shortly as we work through these uh, uh, little technical issues. <clears throat> want to start off with, and Ryan, you'll want to jump in. I know you're trying to get things going, but I'll just say this and give a large, big, huge shout out to the man. Number 65. Happy birthday, Dad. Oh, yeah. It's, it's big, our dad's birthday. Dad day? Dad's it's, birthday. Oh, there he is. I can oh, hear you, Max. So uh, we wanted to wish him, uh, and actually tonight's songs, except for our intro, are all themed after our dad. It's the outro for our dad's <laughs> Because this is what we heard growing up. So uh, <laughs> I think you guys will enjoy that. Uh, we still hear him to this day and uh, always reminds us of you, dad. So I wanted a special shout out. Also, uh, Thursday night football. Everything kicks off tonight with the dun, Bucks. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, is that my name? And the, Thursday the, night doesn't have a cool the song. The Cowboys. Yet. Oh, so the theme song is just like... Hell. Is that like America's team versus the real Super Bowl team? You know? I oh. I don't buy it with the Cowboys. <laughs> um, uh, I guess we could say welcome back, Dak. He's back. Yeah, yeah. He came off his injury. Yeah, you got uh, Ryan and Roman. We got um, Coach LJ Maximo, and we have Iron Mike over here. Let's see if your mic works over here. Yeah, so what what's up, saying? boys? Oh, welcome. you guys are live. Glad see, to be they, they, back. They didn't hear me with that intro from the beginning because <laughs> they were trying to get everybody set up, but... I was scrambling. Everybody's back. Hopefully, like, uh, who's our quarterback? Uh, Daniel Jones. He's going to be scrambling this Sunday. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully I mean, it's not Teddy you gotta, Guys, <laughs> i got to ask you, because it's been on, on uh, you know, Sports Talk Radio throughout the week. What's the deal with Drew Locke and the QBs in McFaceskate? Or whatever you want to call it. I mean, big deal or no big deal? What was the McFace? Was it the... Um, well, it was the uh, misuse of not using a mask or oh. lack thereof and then throwing their tracers in the corner and all congregating together to watch some film. I have a major theory on that. I think that since the Broncos don't have their ownership under control right now, they um, the NFL is has them under a microscope right now. So anything that the Broncos are doing, whether it's right or wrong, is being looked at. You mean John Bolin? <laughs> Did you hear Did <laughs> Oh, you my that? gosh. What a... Dope. He he single handedly is is embarrassing. What what's on the ownership uh, the ownership side for you know our beloved Broncos? It, it's really sad to see somebody in that kind of position. It's almost like sit back and collect your money. You know, sit back and wait for the sale of the team. You're you're not relative to what's going on, John Bolin. Stop it already. You're a grown man. I mean, stop with the embarrassment. But uh, back to this, you know, with the QBs, yes, they were punished. We kind of are, are hearing why the punishment was given the way that it was. Is this really a big deal or no? Here's why I don't think it is. I okay. agree. I don't think so. I mean, they, 
why are they going to scrutinize when you're trying to team? First of all, team build. You have a a young quarterback working with an experienced quarterback, trying to put their heads together and learn and be supportive of each other. I think that's the best way. I mean, Teddy and and Drew need to get to know each other as friends as well as teammates. As like in the a locker romance? room, like a bromance. Well, but this was this is what took place last year, Mike, with. Uh, what and how it unfolded, uh, and I, this is how Hall of Famer Kendall th- Hinton is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> do you? Uh, yeah, that was one. I guess one positive. But do you think that there is a little bit of punishment on Drew because of this? The the lack to lack of attention to detail. Um, you know, did it come around to kind of bite him in the butt, if you will? Um, you know, it, it kind of seems like we don't know here in Denver what or how to handle a quarterback situation it keeps coming up every year it you know whether we draft this guy or this guy's perfect for the team and we'll get into this a little bit down the road um i want to call us the minnesota browns man it's just so (laughs) frustrating that you know you see we have a fan who has the jersey the browns jersey of all the quarterbacks that we've had since peyton man we have a fan who started the tradition yes i've seen that that's embarrassing we need to end that tradition asap (laughs) exactly exactly our our locker room our quarterback's room is ridiculous. I mean, having that many people going in, it's got a revolving door. You know, it, it's ridiculous. We need to have some more stability at quarterback. The interesting thing is that you see other teams, and we'll get to these teams here momentarily, but they're not afraid to pull the trigger. Mm-mm. They're not afraid to put someone in and say, hey, look, we're going to go through our ups and downs. They might have some, you know, uh, faults, you know, or some interceptions or whatever it may be. But they're willing to go through that for the growth and the development of their young QB that they drafted. That, you know, even if it's going to take a season or two, I mean, the experience is valuable. And you can say, hey, Drew has had that. I don't think he's been given a fair shake being thrown in there the last part of the season um, after the Flacco debacle. All right. And then, you know, obviously last year was kind of a just an off year for everybody, no matter what. But he's not had a normal introduction, or I guess a quarterback-proven system or organization that can put out quarterbacks being with the Broncos. And we're going to get into this a little bit here in the next segment or two with, you know, did we truly miss on Josh Allen? Did we truly miss on Justin Fields? Did we, I mean, keep naming them. I think Mac Jones, okay? That's who we're going to talk about here in just a moment. I don't think we missed on him because of our coaching staff. Shermer is not a Josh Allen guy. Josh Allen is not a Shermer guy. Uh, and jo- he, he would have been uh, Justin here. Fields is not a Shermer guy. He would have been here before Shermer, though, Josh Allen. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is they got rid of Scangarello, the best offensive coordinator that we had. True. That's Drew Locke. Yeah, we should have kept him. We should have kept Skangs, and something happened, and we'll never know until the book is written. Is it a Fangio thing? Yes. I don't know what happened between Skangs and Fangs, but it was a Skangs and Fangs debacle. Yeah, we... we and that hurt Drew. It, it it set Drew back. Yeah. It set everything back. I think And that's why from, we are... That's why we're talking about Teddy Two Gloves yeah. going into New York. And, I, and I'll be telling you right now, we're going to get beat on Sunday. Mark my words. I agree Go ahead you. and put your... Put your money on the Broncos. Go ahead and put your three points. We're going to get beat. And Broncos country 
And Sports Talk Radio is going to have the best Monday ratings <laughs> of all time. Are they going to have a major meltdown? It or what? is going to be bad. It's going to be a and, dumpster and fire here. New York, the Giants of New York are listening to everything on social media. And they're they're treating the New York Giants like a JV team. This yeah. is the NFL, folks. They're not very good, though, Max. But they have good coaching. Have they, you talked to? Have you heard their coach? You think that coach is good? <laughs> Max, Max, Max. What are you reading? What are you seeing that the? Do you want to put? NFL, do you want to put hold. something on it? Do you want to put uh, something on it, Mike? Max, Max, I'll put your head on it because okay, because we know where your head is at right now. Think about this. They the receivers. You aren't can't there. put my head on it. Just, well, put some it's, beers it's, and pizza on it at thirty seventy. Whatever. But what I'm telling you is. The Giants don't have the receiving core. They've got a young, inconsistent quarterback, very similar to Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've who got was Shermer's guy, by the exactly. way. You, you know, they're playing at home on the September 11th. It doesn't twenty-year anniversary. Okay, yes, they're going to be. It don't matter the, in the, the NFL. First, the first quarter. Do you not yes. know they're NFL players? They may come out strong. They're in the not first quarter, but they're not Mountain West be football able. players. They're These not are going to sustain players. it. Max. Oh, this is getting good. <laughs> they're not going to. They, Shaquan Barkley. Put your money on the. Put your money on the Broncos. Okay. Put your money's. On, put your money on the Broncos. Well, hey guys, we yeah. have a whole show to talk. about. They don't even I, play in New York. They play in New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Danny Bailey. Oh, there's a plus. You want to put Thank some you. Jersey there's Giants? Do you want to put some hot hey, Patrick, wings at 3070 on this? New Jersey Giants. We're not Who even the Denver Broncos with the Minnesota Browns. Yes, <laughs> we're not the Denver. We have no we're not identity. We're not East Coast team either. We, we have, have no identity right now. No. All we have is a defense. We have. That's 11 dudes out of 53. But that. We don't have special teams. Name our special teams coach, Mike. Tom man. Bye bye. I didn't have to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Thank Ryan you. in my pocket. We don't have special teams. We have a I'm defense. I'm not saying that's a good thing. <laughs> but what? What is? We can't point? even put KJ Hamler into the. What is the offense that they've said for years? Defense wins what? Championships. Exactly. You can, if you hold them to scoring no points and you score three, who wins? That's the, unfortunately McMoney, that that's going to be our a uh, contract. that's going to be our season. All right, guys, got to score more than they do. <laughs> We're going to have Mike, more on the other the side. Broncos can Mike, do that. put your money where your mouth is. All right, is. the let's money, the, the bet, the bet is I on the table. I want to bet you. The bet's on the table. Now let's move on. So the next segment we got it's six eleven. We got segment number two coming up. We have. Uh, special caller, Andre Mintz. He should be either 6.15 or 6.30, so whenever he's available, we want to talk to him. He made the 53. He made the main roster. That fan cave effect, the baby. Cave we effect, called it first. Yeah. So we'd love to see that on the Broncos. We'd love to see that on the uh, the defense over here. He's on the 53. Go get you a sack, my man. Yes. We're going to ask him how many sacks he's going to get. So, hey, this is a fan cave, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3, milehighsports.com. Love you. Speaking of warrant, <laughs> I believe there might be one out for LJ Maximo right now in Denver. 
with that first segment in that New York Giants take. I am Tony Comas. We are live. We are the Fan Cave. Behind the glass, Danny Bailey. It's Ryan Roman Romero. We are broadcasting from the drives at Mile High Studio. Love this place. This fleet is looking fly. <laughs> since we're going, since we're going back in time, I, I figured I'd use the word fly. Like Marty McFly. Uh, more like uh, when it's it was cool to say the word fly. Yeah, sugar fantabulous. Ray. Oh, sugar, sugar Ray. Sugar Ray fly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Iron Mike in studio. I'm Tony Comis. We have quite the show packed up for you guys tonight. Um, hey, we have a packed table. It is a packed I table. I like it. There's it's something like the on the boardroom. We like should call room. it the boardroom. I feel like there's a team up right here. <laughs> I feel like we're just missing a dealer, to be honest with you. <laughs> the way that, what, what, oh. what kind of deal are you looking for? <laughs> we, we, could, we can make that. Uh, we, we, let's give a shout out to Caesars Entertainment, okay? Because this week, the Fan Cave... Oh. Well, we're talking with about the Fan Cave uh, being a potential sponsor with Caesars Entertainment. Drives at Mile High procured sponsorship with Caesars Entertainment. Um, very nice tours that we're putting out there to actually go up there to the hill. They're going to give you some money to gamble after you finish one of our tours. Caesar Entertainment on board with us. And, uh, we built an app. We are going to be bringing <laughs> them here because of their sports book yes. setup. Um, so... Some exciting news to be announcing here shortly. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. That's huge right there. Seems like everybody is uh, is in on that uh, on that book. You know what I mean? Yeah, big Speaking time. Speaking of tonight, you've got Thursday Night Football. The NFL kicks off the season. Um, you know, we've got some talk about that. Big Dwayne, happy birthday again. We'll say that. Uh, I'm glad you called him Big Dwayne because I call him Big D. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awkward for me to say that, I think. I'm not. I was – I call him and say, what up? What up, Big D? What are you doing? And he he never gets it. <laughs> I love oh. the D, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's a drop yeah. right there. You know, the our drop. dad listens every show. And um, as Tony walked in, our dad gives us the same. He gives us criticism. He goes, hey, who are you talking about there? Why are you guys doing that? You know, dad is dad. And he's always going to he's going to say, what's Max talking about there? So. He's going to have some hot takes later on. No, I'm getting a message. We should get those and, and just say uh, Dwayne's takes, How many right? times does he actually say, what is Max talking about? Exactly. Every single time. And, and Dwayne, Dwayne, I need to let you know, I'm speaking from the heart. Please pick our, please pick the grandkids up at the skate park. And <laughs> that's, that's where me and Dwayne had our heart-to-heart moment. <laughs> So Dwayne Dog, never forget. We love you, man. This my, is Dwayne Day. My fit it's Dwayne Day. All the music is inspired by Dwayne. You know, our dad's football knowledge. I mean, I think the he used to watch old school Broncos. I think his, one of his okay, his favorite quarterback was Johnny Unitas. I was like, damn, damn Dwayne, that was a long time ago. <laughs> but um yeah, no, we we have a great show. NFL football is back. We are watching it on the TV behind us. Um the pregame uh concert was a dud. Yeah, it was Just, horrible. It, nobody was rocking and rolling. It was Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She is NFL gear. They were selling. <laughs> I did not. Sheeran NFL gear. What do you think about Drake's new contract for the Monday night, like DJing the music for in and out I'm yeah. I'm personally offended because I should have been the DJ for that. <laughs> I think so. I, I agree. You're probably a better DJ than he's going to be there. <laughs> That's cool. Thank you. Fan Cave Effect, Dre Mintz is going to be joining us. Made the 53-man roster. If you recall, if you are a listener, an avid listener, if you recall, he was in with us uh, during, uh, what was it, right, uh, maybe a couple weeks after the draft. Right after he, yeah, he came in as an undrafted player. Uh, yep. 
And, and he was uh, signed as, yes. a, as an undrafted free agent from Vandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what a great story that he has. He also has his own YouTube channel. Uh, he's excited to be wearing the number 48 again. I like that. I, You know, I noticed that on the change, Tony. It looks good on him. Uh, when he was in camp and Ryan and I went out there, he was number 91. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, he right alongside Vaughn, I mean, he's big, he's powerful. Um, Vaughn, Vaughn doesn't follow through completely. He doesn't have to, right? He's, he's done his work. He's, he's a savvy vet. Um, I think he's uh, tempering his, his body, you know, making sure he doesn't hurt himself out there. Dre Mintz was so uh, – he was just like a student absorbing everything, watching his every move and picking it up. And he showed very well, which is probably one of the reasons we can ask him about that why he felt maybe he made this roster, um, and especially to be on the 53, not just the practice squad. I mean, he showed up. It looked pretty good. Yeah, the the outside linebacker position, that edge position, is one that is um, – some have said that it's one that um, is not that deep, but I would make a contrary argument um, that you do have a lot of talent, right? Yeah, and we want to ask him about his fellow rookie companion who also made the 53 and Jonathan Cooper. Um, I mean – when Dre was on, Cooper with the, and Mints doesn't that sound yeah. like two things? It could be a new Scotch whiskey. There you go. Uh, or like it that. could be a um, a law firm. Oh, law firm. <laughs> or or, or a Colorado brew. <laughs> maybe I was a thinking Cooper and Mints. Maybe like a uh, '80s buddy cop movie. Ooh, That's Tur- yeah, Turner, Turner and Hooch. <laughs> but <laughs> Cooper and Mints. I guess we're can you guys age, ask? Tony. Can you guys ask him something when he comes on? Ask him about. CSU versus Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's oh, yeah, coming to Fort Collins. Is it yeah. on the menu? Yeah, I want to hear his take on that. Will he be in FOCO for that game? we got to ask one other thing, you know, though. And we're Van- will Vanderbilt shock the Rams? Ooh, the way the Rams are playing. I, mean, you, you I think the, whoever wins that game is going to be shocked, to be <laughs> honest with you. It's CSU and Vanderbilt, boys. Uh, you know, uh, one, one quick thing that I, I did not want to forget, though. If you remember when he was on with us, he said – Person he got a lot of, you know, knowledge from who was teaching him was Malik Reed, you know, from the Broncos. So Malik Reed's teaching him, and who's Malik Reed's mentor? It's Von Miller. So uh, it'll be interesting how that chain or that connection kind of comes together or has for him. Uh, pretty excited about that. Um, we can ask him about the other rookies that have made the 53 and what he thinks about them, seeing them on the field and, and participate in the training camps along with. Uh, because several of them are set up to shine. So, several of them are set up to participate and play and contribute this year, and that's pretty exciting. I, think- uh, I, I heard you guys talking in the first segment. It was a very heated segment with <laughs> Iron Mike and with Max, um, talking about the, the, Bronco, the Broncos heading east for that New York uh, You almost Giants said Broncos, game. Tony. <laughs> I almost burped at the same time. Too, so. Same effect. The Broncos and the Giants. And an interesting stat that I wasn't aware of, and if you look at the Denver Broncos and look at where they fall, all-time in season openers, they have the number one opening game record in NFL history. So the Broncos are tied with the with the um, from a win percentage standpoint with the Dallas Cowboys at a 39-21 and one record on opening day. Uh, that's a 6.39 winning percentage. They have lost the last two openers. Mm-hmm. We know Thanks, that. Vic Fangio. And Dallas has lost the last one, but. The Dallas Cowboys, who are playing tonight in their opener, could take the lead, you know, all time on season openers if they do the inevitable. No, not inevitable. If they do what no one thinks they can do, and that is dethrone the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tonight. Would that be the impossible? The impossible, yes. The improbable. 
All of those adjectives are correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and Tone, if they lose because they're playing the defending champs and Denver takes it against the, the Giants, then Broncos are in sole position of that. You're looking at your top all-time opening game team in, in NFL history. Does that make us America's team? Well, I, I think George, <laughs> George, George Payton could tell uh, John Bolin, hey, pal, what's up with that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Those kind of terms I have to make uh, it radio friendly. No, they've done a good job. Listen, if you look at the matchup, Denver and the Giants, um, over the last three regular season matchups with the Giants, they I think they are two out of – yeah, they've won two out of the last three. And that includes a 41-23 victory in the last road game in 2013. That's important because whenever you get the West Coast, uh, Midwest, West Coast teams flying to the East Coast, what do they always say? Vegas is always wrong because you always had – it always seems like you have that road team favored by three. Yes, always. Going to the East Coast, and the home dog always ends up doing what, Mike? Taking the win. They take the win. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but that's what you see. Um, and so that makes this even more interesting because you do have a West Coast, quote-unquote, team going to the East Coast. There are a lot of um, – uh, things added, you know, as far as Max, you made a good point. It's a big weekend for New York. It's right? huge. It's huge. And another thing that plays into this is the East Coast does not play at 425. This is the first 11 a.m. game that's going to be played at 225 yeah. our time. Yeah, 225. And people aren't looking into that <clears throat> because you don't game plan for that. But Elway always used to game plan for an East Coast 11 a.m. game this is not at 11 a.m., guys. This is a 225 matchup against the Giants of New York on our time. I, so, it's our a time? Yeah. so it's a 425 mountain time. Oh, wow. I like or, that. Or, or, no, Eastern time. Not well, Eastern, Eastern time. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike. You're right. right. But but what I'm saying is there are just all these variables. It's still 225. And, and it, right, it's 225 our time. for us. 425. Yeah. It's, it's dinner time in New York. It's It's just different. And next week, we go to Jacksonville at 11 a.m. So the NFL was like, we can't give them back-to-back East Coast 11 a.m. start times. Let's do a 225 to open it up. And then they go to Jacksonville at 11? Well, I mean, what if you we... Be- you better hope our defense, number one, stays healthy, but our defense, uh, you know, they play together as, yeah. a, as a unit because that's going to be the strength of the team This ain't right a gimme, Roman. Well, Ryan, that's something this is not a gimme game. No, and but here's an interesting, another interesting stat for you guys to chew on and think on as we go out to the break. When we come back, it's going to be Dre Mintz. Uh, but what we do have is this defense for the Broncos. I didn't know this stat. They led the NFL the last two seasons in not giving up red zone touchdowns. Yes, yep. Which is huge. Would you make the argument? Is it a fair argument to say that this defense, healthy, is better than 19 and 20? Yes. Absolutely, yes. right? Because they've made several improvements. Not only along they're they're healthier along the defensive line, okay? And they got that I think the this secondary. is secondary. This is the yes, the secondary is much much improved, but I think what's most important is depth. They have anybody who can step up if there were, let's say an injury, Bryce Callahan, you know, you got a Pat Sertain or Ronald Darby, you got a Pat Sertain or even I know I know OJ Moody is out for a little bit. He's he started on the IR, but OJ Moody is a player. Even Kerry Vincent, they made they put him on the 53 and not on the practice squad. Yeah. You know, cuz he can cover. So they they're looking to go in this, you know, 
nickel dime package a lot. And, you know, good luck to the tight ends. We're going to try to cross the middle because I think they might try to have an answer for him now. And, you know, uh, you know, you've got the corners covered, hopefully. You know, Kyle Fuller is one of the one of the better cover corners in the league. And Darby is there when healthy, too. So and then let's not forget our uh, patrolling safeties, you know, uh, uh, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, who brings it. And they kept the two rookies as depth. Yeah. Caden Stearns and uh, I want to say Jamar. Oh, wait. I'm drawing a blank on it, but it'll come to me here soon. But uh, they, they are loaded. They you are got loaded. a few minutes to think about it. We're the Fan Cave. Lots of Denver Broncos talk. You've got the NFL season kicking off tonight. It's the Buccaneers. It's the Cowboys. And Ed Sheeran. And Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done, LD Maximo. Uh, we are the Fan Cave. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll be talking to one of those Broncos. We'll be talking with Dre Mintz, number 48. Looking forward to that. It is the Fan Cave right here live on MileHighSports.com. Welcome back to the Fan Cave Live from the Drives at Mile High Studios. We're with you every Thursday night from 6 to 8. Football season has kicked off. Football season is here. The NFL, everybody's been waiting for. Fans in the stadiums. College football is awry. Guys, what a better time of year than now. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, CD Lamb's on the drop seat. And it's Dwayne Day, guys. Yeah, you can't forget Dwayne Day. Day. I was going to say something, too, about that intro, fabulous intro. Did you guys see, talking about college football, did you see the jump around um, clip that they played on the Wisconsin game? No, Tell me, you guys didn't see that at all? You guys have to look that up. No. So uh, uh, the broadcast decided to show that live and kind of make up the commercial break in between other commercial breaks. Yeah, 90,000 people jumping to the House of Pain song Jump Around in the stadium. It was unreal. It was that's super electric. cool to see. That's a, that's super electric. And I was yeah. just like, that's what you miss about that. That's true fandomonium. That's why these college towns, stadiums, and fan support are so huge, so large, because it's just, I mean, I, I have some people that are super excited. Do you want to go to the bus game? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to, but you know, we're busy. <laughs> we got work. We have other things like that. Because it's, the CU Buffs and A&M, and that's going to be that's, electric too. That is you know? huge. Do you think Von Miller is going to be there? Oh, he, well, he I, said he can't. He said he actually where he was asked um, <laughs> at the last home game. He's like, oh, he I'm going to be in Jersey. We're going to yeah, yeah. there's he's not like, there's not going to be a chance the Broncos let him stay here. Oh yeah. Oh duh. Um, you think Philip Lindsay will be there? No, no. He's got to get ready for the, the Texas. He's got to ride the bench. Oh. And get paid. <laughs> thanks yeah. to the fan cave. He's like, thanks, Philip Houston. Lindsay. Thanks for the Venmo. Got the fan cave effect. He got $3.2 million. Oh, uh, I don't want to claim that one. He went to the worst team in the NFL. So what? And he's like third. Do you know and, what and, and NFL? Who's, who's their quarterback? Do you know what NFL stands for? Not for long. Get your money while well, you can get your well, money. Look, Do you know what his endorsement money is? No fun league. He hit. He hit three years, so he will get a pension. Yes. Good for yes, him. Yes, exactly. Philip Lindsay is going to be. Good. And he cut his hair. Maybe he'll come and coach. 
I think he'd be a great, great coach. Great coach. Yeah. He would be. A, he is, and he, he, his future is so bright, guys. I can't even. He's mad intelligent. He just really knows what it takes to be a good quality football player. And he's a great human. He's exactly. a good guy, man. You guys do. I mean, I'm. And Ryan, you and I kind of got into it last <laughs> week about Philip, but you got to give the guy credit. He's five nine, a hundred ninety five pounds. You know who I, I watched a Broncos running back who got his goods. It was Peyton Hillis. I'd Don't rather. Oh yeah, money. that was cool. I, I, we were watching that a little bit later. Or, that was. Did he get on the cover of Madden or something? That was what the it was when about. He, yeah. yeah, it was with and the. And did you meet him, Mike? You have a I good story have, about Peyton. I actually met. Yeah, Peyton remember Hillis. I actually in the have tunnel? his practice. Remember jersey. in the tunnel? Nice. Yeah, you have a with, great story. Yeah, it's one of two. Uh, it's got the fifty patch on it. Oh, nice! Ah. So it's like it's a collector's thing for me. I'm not getting rid of it. Yeah. My, my he autographed it for me. My the favorite photo tough, is tough. one of our first it. ones at thirty seventy Maximo. We're all together with Broncos cheerleaders. You're wearing a number five jersey. <laughs> I saw yes, that. Yes, it was a uh, Flacco. It was a Flacco jersey. <laughs> I, Wait, I go. I, I well. saw that. I was like, did Max get a Bridgewater jersey? You got to be kidding me. Here's, and then I was like, oh wait, he, I know what he's going to do. Number five. You can take that off and put. Vila on it. Right? Well, here's here's what happened after that. <laughs> I hung it in 3070, mm-hmm. and I'm like, free jersey. And Mike, you know, somebody well, took it in my poker league. Well, because we play poker there on Monday. I nights. get jerseys. Am I go to 3070 on Monday nights? We play poker. Could not get. He couldn't sell his no. Flacco jerseys. Remember, so he, he was, gave yeah. me like five Flacco jerseys. I have one, but mine. The, the name tag came right off, so I just have a five jersey with no name on the back right now. Nice. You guys want to know a secret? I hope you can put Bridgewater. Want to know a secret? I did uh, a while back. I had two Cutler jerseys, orange and white. And then when he was out, demanded the trade. I mean, I was so bummed. But I was like, well, all right, well, life goes on. I'm not throwing away the jersey. It was super cool. So I've got did, a custom s- Romero. Right. Number six we, have, we have a great group text, and Ryan, I love it because you keep the fandom in our group text. The you sent swap? that you sent that jersey uh swap text from the Denver Broncos. If your player leaves within ninety days, you can bring your jersey back. Yeah. yeah. Was that real? That's what did real. I say? Was that real? That's what did real. I say? Bye, I was like, I love Teddy. your fandom on our because <laughs> Danny, ba- Danny Bailey behind the glass. We have Nate Lambo who who's setting up this great interview that's gonna happen. And uh if you if it doesn't happen, Nate, you're going down to Porsche. Speaking status. of doesn't happening, you do understand. <laughs> I that thought we could trade him in within 90 days. There are there <laughs> are no <laughs> trades that happen in the first 90 days in the NFL. Yeah, so, I think so it was I, I, I think it was kind of a tongue in cheek. Was wasn't it? there yeah, one was that it? just took place though? Tone. It was uh, Bradley uh, Roby. Bradley Roby. Yeah, he just got traded from Houston to the Saints. Oh, that's a good move for him. Yeah, and the Saints. But what if you bought <laughs> yeah. his jersey? Can you go turn it into the <laughs> Texans <laughs> for a so. Deshaun Watson? I, think I the, thought he was a good cornerback, too. I really I thought, did. I think the Texans have a no-refund no policy. <laughs> They're like, we need all the monies. <laughs> Speaking we of the Texans, did you see J.J. Watt's brother, what he got? T.J. T.J.? Yep. Did you see what he got? $114 million and he overruled, for four years. He overruled his uh, agents. So that is how it's awesome. you get paid in he this went, league. And he said, he signed the deal because yep. they wanted more. Yeah. And he said, I got to go back to work. That's it. I mean, that's I mean, 112 million? Come on. Come on. Ryan. Hey, guys, since we don't have mints yet, uh, what's up with Rubba Chub Chub in this warrant deal? <laughs> Rubba Chub Chub. I hope he plays well, someday. He forgot that if you just go around the bro- block from the practice facility, there's a courthouse and you could pay your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like literally <laughs> right around the block. Yeah, the Rapahoe County Sheriff, <laughs> yeah. right, that's right there. Come you on. Make, just climb the fence. You're an athlete. Come on. It's kind of one of those, come well, on, man. Well, in the man. statement he put out yesterday, I think last night, he said that he did pay it. Yeah, exactly. He said he oh. did pay it. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. So it's well, like it, a, it, it like really a isn't a big deal, but yeah, it's just some, some embarrassment. Uh, so I guess it's really not a big deal. Well, what the big deal is, he he went back to practice today. He was out. Um, he wasn't practicing. Um, he was on an injury report, and he is. Uh, he was doing some side work again, yeah. which is where we saw him when we first went over there. So um, maybe he got a little rub of chub chub on his legs, and he's good to go. <laughs> I don't know. So guys, what do you think, Josh Allen or not? I mean, are we wishing that we had that pick with everything that's going on with Chubb, or is Chubb gonna eliminate all of that this year? Is Chubb going to have double-digit sacks? Is he going to put the? Pre- is he going to set the edge on the side? Is is he going to be a leader? You know, he seems to have kind of this inconsistent, you know, tough side, nasty side, but then you know, not a mature side yet, based on some of the recent events that have taken place. And we've dealt with that with Vaughn. We did, and that's you know, we have the young guys coming in, Jonathan Cooper, our boy Andre Mintz over here. You know, maybe that's what, as a rookie, they're learning. Keep your head on your shoulder. Be right, you know, and go ahead and make mistakes. That we'll forgive you and slap you on the hand. <laughs> You'll be all right next time. Well, also look what happened with Shaq Barrett ah. following behind, you know, Von Miller, and look where he's at now. He's won two Super Bowls and he's gotten paid. Yes, exactly. he got a bag of money. Yeah, it's money. about getting he's, that bag of money. And he's Iron listed Mike. as one of the top linebackers yeah. in the game out of his, CSU. His even. his yeah. path was a great one. Yep. It was an amazing. Yeah, he was exactly. behind a great. Learned from the great, showed out on his own, hit free agency, this is where Mince, took the best deal for him. Mince can learn. And he showed out. And he's showing the Broncos, if you think about it, because they kept Shane Ray. And look where Shane Ray's at. You know it. He's in a Canadian Speaking league. Speaking of it, paths, I, I want, and I, I don't want to derail the conversation, no, but good. I am. It's let's talk about not the path behind us, but the path in front. And that path leads to New York this weekend. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, um, kind of crossing of those paths when it comes to this matchup with the Broncos and with the Giants. And what I mean by that is, you know, it really starts with offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, mm-hmm. obviously coming over from from the Giants as he was served as a head coach there for a couple of seasons. The quarterback coach Mike Shula spent a couple seasons with the Giants uh, coaching under Shermer as the OC and uh, what the Broncos tackle Cam, Cam Fleming. Yeah, I think he played there for a season last yeah, year yeah. or in 2020. So, what does that mean? You know, you've got a couple of guys that are pretty familiar with a lot of the um, personnel. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he knows Daniel Jones. He drafted Daniel Jones. Um, knows a lot of the, like I said, Saquon. He knows Saquon. Another guy. You know, how does that, how do the Broncos leverage that? You know, because there has to be some sort of leveraging for that. And how does that affect game planning going in? I think, you know, and I, what I think they're, they're, because the Giants have, Besides the Broncos being the highest paid defensive unit in all of football, the Giants are number two. And they're supposed to be pretty stout defense as well. So that being said, I do think that Shermer is going to run this conservative, which means a lot of ground and pound. Melvin Gordon, get ready for a lot of Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams. And then you're going to start seeing Teddy check down, getting him out on the flats or outside. You know, to the running backs or the tight ends. That's where I think the the ball's going to be tight end. <laughs> they're going to be moved in, be the, in between the twenties that way. It's going to be ground and pound. You know, and and we, this kind of we had, we had a, a discussion about third down being the most important down in the NFL. 
Um, that's debatable because I think it's first down. First yeah, that's, down. That's stage. First down, you have to get as much of that 10 yard, you know, to, to 10 yards that you can so your other downs are easier. But I think where we're going to have to, Teddy's going to have to show out here, is in the red zone. And I don't know how, how good he is, but he's got to utilize Fant, Okawebunam. He's got to utilize Cortland Sutton. Heck, throw it to Judy since you, you think you got something special in that guy. Or Timmy Patrick. Hey, the you got to use the, the big guys. a little bit bigger, and it doesn't have the white stripes. <laughs> I, have, I have a question, though, real quick. That was, uh, that was uh, Jamar Chase? Yeah. Yeah. So, so real quick, <clears throat> uh, when it comes to both Teddy Bridgewater and uh, um, Drew Locke, when it comes down to it, do you think they're going to keep eight in the box because it's Bridgewater? And then do you think they would put seven in the box if it were Locke? I mean, because of how he likes to dump it off short, do you think they're going to pe- keep more people up front? Well, but see, he'll always find that open guy in 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 short. Good like, question. Let's hold on to the yeah. Answers. That was that was third down. That, that's a good question <laughs> right there to take us into the break. Yes. Um, so the question was, uh, when it comes down to seven or eight men in the box, do you think that Drew Locke should, would uh, say? What seven are the Giants going to show? Yeah. What yeah, are they going to show eight, to the Broncos? Eight. Seven or eight. We're going to break question. that down. We'll talk about that more. What are we going to expect uh, to see out of Teddy Bridgewater? Um, who's going to have the bigger game? Is it going to be Melvin Gordon? Is it going to be? Uh, Javante, who's it going to be from the receiving core? How are the matchups there? All of this and more as we break down Sunday's game, Broncos-Giants, as we watch the NFL kickoff game tonight, Thursday night, Cowboys-Bucks. It is a fan cave live right here on MileHighSports.com. Shout out to my parents who hit their 56th wedding anniversary yesterday. Heck yeah. It's a long time. Happy anniversary, Rich and Linda. <laughs> 56 great years. And you're going to give them 56 years on that riff with Smoke on the Water. I love it. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you think Dwayne can join us at 3070 for a... He did for our live show. I know. I want him yeah. to come tonight for the NFL. You just threw it out there, and we're going to see him with his. Let's see if Dwayne Fender shows up. Mustang guitar, just playing. This is what he played and continues to play as a warm up every time he brings out his guitar. Hey, this I is a fan it. cave. You got a jam packed um, crew over here, and we have a special guest. He is on the line. He is ready to go. We have Andre Mintz ready to go. Denver Bronco, Dre Mintz, number 48. What's happening, brother? Congratulations first. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. I I really appreciate it. We were talking a little bit earlier. Roman had brought this up about, um, you know, having you on uh, a little bit, you know, after the draft and then when the Broncos brought in their undrafted free agents and just the confidence uh, that you were exuding, uh, you know, being a part of the Broncos camp and and really talking about, you know, those who were influencing you while you were in the camp. Hey, how was the process? And then talk us through, let the fans know, what did it feel like when you knew you made the 53, bud? Um, the process was just coming in every day, putting my head down and working, you know, just taking advantage of the opportunities presented to me and uh, taking heed to all the coaching and, you know, learning from such a great player that they already have in there. And um, just good days, bad days, just trying to stay in the middle and just 
keep working, you know, keep growing as a player, keep growing as a young player because, you know, this is the NFL and the learning curve is, is extremely different from college. So You tapped on it right there, Dre. Um, like you were saying, you've learned from some of the best over there. Who's taught you the most during the training camp? Is it Malik um, Reed, Ron Chubb? That position room, like that, that position group that we have in there is like open for them. You know what I mean? We can be watching the play and – it doesn't matter who it is. They they may say something, and, you know, we all take heed to it. You know, of course, the older guys, uh, Malik, Vaughn, and Chubb, you know, they all they, they speak their wisdom when, when the younger guys are in. You know, they tell us what we can do better, how how they notice certain things. And even when they're in, we can ask, like, we can ask questions on what they see, what they felt, what gave them that trigger. So it's a really open room. Of course, we got a great coach with Coach Tags, and, you know, it's it's – uh, ongoing process you know so much greatness in the room from the coach to you know to the vets in there so it's it's all they're always open to give wisdom and open to give us some type of information of how to play better and how to see things and feel things even better talking with dre mintz uh denver bronco dre mintz dre uh before that i'd, I'd ask a question because i'm really curious you know, this had to be a huge and special moment for you when you when you you know when you found out you made the fifty three. Can you share that experience with us? Um. So you know how the process goes in terms of you know you get called in. We had those days off, so I was I didn't I didn't leave my hotel room. Like I ordered everything in. Like I kind of hoarded in my room and just stayed in my room for those two days. And uh, on the third day of the final ones, you know, you, we had practice. So I'm in the facility. I'm just like nervous, hoodie on, you know, I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to, you know, hit the cold tub, hot tub, roll out, stretch. I'm just, you know, being calm and trying to stay out the way. I so, so like for some reason, they just, I hope they just didn't see me, you know, I don't know. But I'm just in there, <laughs> like I'm just in there, nervous, you know, you know, the, the vets are in there, you know, they're regular and normal because, you know, they've been here or whatever. But I'm just there and I keep looking at the clock because I know, Four o'clock is the deadline, you know, two o'clock in, in this time zone. So I'm looking at the clock. You know, we start going to meetings. You know, we start other meetings. We start having meetings, walkthroughs, things like that. And I just keep looking at the clock. Keep looking at the clock. And then I, I, I was sitting next to Jonathan Cooper. and Got to ask you about him. him. I looked at him and I was like, it's almost two o'clock. Because like, <laughs> that's the deadline. That, that was the deadline. So I'm like, it's almost two. We sitting there deep with me. I'm like, it's almost two o'clock. Like, I keep looking at the clock. It's like 1.30, 1.45. And then eventually, um, once it was time for practice, it was past two o'clock, and I just kind of almost broke down and you know lost it. You know, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool wow. moment to be a part of, and 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 I thank God and everything. You know, all this hard work that got me to this point, and it's really just the beginning. And I'm really excited, and you know, the vets start shaking my hand and tell me congratulations and stuff like that. And I thought I thought that was a really cool moment to have and share with those guys. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us and, and the it's listeners. Really cool. uh, who was your first phone call? My first phone call was or I did text. A face, I did a group FaceTime with um, with my family, my mother, father, and two sisters, and I just showed them that I'm still here. You know, what I'm saying I was like, I'm still in here. I'm still in the locker room. I still my stuff is still here. Uh, looks like staying in Denver. That's awesome, man! Congratulations, Dre Mintz. That's fantastic. Dre, this is LJ Maxmo, Coach Max, man. We love you. We love your story. Vanderbilt's coming to town this weekend about an hour away from Dove Valley down at Colorado State. 
And I just want to let you know that your story inspires so many young kids. And it, and it, and it gives that never quit. It gives that special moment. It's like I'm a baseball guy, and it's like getting the call up to the big leagues. You made it, Dre. You in the show. You in the big leagues. And we congratulate you. And Vanderbilt's coming to town this weekend. So hopefully they, they, they get you a victory this weekend. Yeah, yes. uh, I love those guys. You know what I'm saying? I gave Vanderbilt everything I had. Uh, I, I'm just excited to see those young guys get after it. All the last thing on the that was meant. Yeah, all, uh, one all those young guys. All those young guys are now old guys. I'm excited to see those guys on the field and see those guys get after. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm just I mean I'm gonna be tuned in even though we're gonna go to New York. I'm tuned in to see those guys play and come out with a dub. Hey Dre, I got a question for you. It's a two part question. Number one, you know how how does it feel? And and I don't know if you know the tradition here. Uh, Denver has for 17 out of 18 years put somebody that has been undrafted has made the 53. Um, and, and you know, phenomenal football players that have come up through the ranks and have, have played many years here. And the second question is, you're the, you're the guy for this year, uh, number 17 out of 18 um, years. What What is it like with people that come from some of the larger programs like Ohio State, Jonathan Cooper, and some of these other rookies that have also made that team? And you knowing that you... You knew you belonged playing. Um, I'd say, really, I just got to really give all the glory to God. You know, I wouldn't be able to be in this position. I'm blessed to be in the room. Like, I, I oftentimes turn around and I look and I see Von Miller, like, sitting there. And I see Bradley Chubb and I see Malik Reed and I see Jonathan Cooper. Like, it's kind of like, it's really surreal because, like, I remember – I remember sitting down in class looking up Bradley Chubb's highlights, you know, because when I was a freshman, my redshirt, my redshirt freshman year, he played, he played my school in a bowl game. And I remember looking him up and knowing who he is. And the same thing for, the same thing for Malik Reed. I played Malik, Malik Reed when I was a sophomore and we played Nevada. It's crazy how life works. And, you know, Von Miller being a legend himself, I've looked up so many videos of what he does, how he does things. And to, to turn around and see him sitting and arms reach over me is kind of wild. Like, it's like, I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of, it feels surreal. And I'm, I'm thankful that, that I'm in this position because, like, so many people were killed to be in this position. And I'm, I'm just trying to make the most of it and, you know, take the talent and the opportunity that God gave me and contribute to winning to this organization. Yeah. Hey, Dre, this is Iron Mike here. I grew up just half an hour from the stadium here in Denver, and I've watched – the healthy tradition of linebackers that have played here. And now you're part of that tradition and the hard hitting Broncos that have come through this team. What do you think about the tradition of the defense as well as the linebackers that have come through? We've had Tom Jackson, Randy Gratisher with obviously Von Miller, Carl Mecklenburg, all these great linebackers. And now you can be one of those great names that are going to be on that wall. Now I just, I just try to, you know, just try to, uphold you know the the defense the, the defensive standard you know what i mean if you look at our defense now it's amazing from front end to back end so i just try to do everything in my power 
to uphold that standard. You know what I mean? Because like Coach Fangio, defensive defensive guy, um, amazing defensive mind, and you know, I'm just trying to grow in this system and grow on special teams and grow anywhere they put me on the field. And you know, defense is a big part of that. And um, I just take pride in it. You know what I mean? Understanding the history, understanding being the undrafted uh, undrafted person making a roster, even, you know, leaning on Malik Reed, you know, just trying to just trying to soak it all in and take it for what it is because, you know, it's, it's an amazing accomplishment and, and it's amazing defense and history behind it. I do have one last question real quick. What do you think of uh, um, LJ Maximo taking the Giants this weekend? <laughs> I mean, everybody's entitled to an opinion. <laughs> so, uh, shame on you, to be honest. But, hey, well, you uh, have to Drake. wait. Yeah, Dre, I, was, I agree with you 100%. That's Shame why they, on Max. That's why they play the game. But, you know, if uh, it sounds, you know, I appreciate you I'm taking I'm taking Vanderbilt over the Rams, by the way, Dre. I'm taking Vanderbilt over the Rams this Saturday in Fort Collins. Thank you. But, you know, you got to fix the other one. He, he redeemed <laughs> himself. He redeemed himself. <laughs> hey, so, Dre, want to just touch base with you real quick. Um and, and I won't, we won't be offended if you say no, but if you have another five, ten minutes, um, wanted to talk a little bit about the upcoming game Sunday um, with the Giants and kind of the mindset and what uh, what you guys have going on as far as from a preparation standpoint and what that looks like, the trip over there. It's a big weekend in New York. Obviously, the anniversary, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, um, you know, it, it, do you have another minute or two? And like I said, we won't be offended if you say no, but uh, hey, sure. we got you on the line. We might as well uh, pick your brain about it. Uh, sure. Right now, just been trying to figure out, you know, Did we lose him? made the team. Now you got to figure out where to stay. So that's what I've been dealing with now. Just trying to, you know, get settled here. In oh, Denver. I got gotcha. you. That's right. You got to so, find a place to live, not a hotel anymore, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Bye, I think Felicia. you said that. I think that you said you you would. I think we heard that. We lost you for a quick second there. Yeah, I would. we appreciate. We appreciate that, Dre. Hey, it's the Fan Cave. We're live right here on Mile High Sports. We're speaking with number 48. That's another thing I want to ask like you that. about is number like 48. Dre Mintz of the Denver Broncos, your newest Denver Bronco. Don't go anywhere. We've got a little bit more with Dre when you come back. It is the Fan Cave live here, 98.1, 107.5 FM. Mile High Sports. Dot com. Dot com.